One, two, three, four. Excellent. What is up, boys and girls? Welcome into Washington Hangover. I'm your host, Colin Shoot, with my partner in crime, Nicholas Webster. What's up, bud? Uh, you know, um, what what can you say? What can you say? Yeah. I was a field goal away from my prediction being correct, Colin. I, I saw that. I'm just so steamed. <laughs> 34-20? You couldn't just keep it at 31-20, Browns? Ugh. You, let you were very damn close. I was keeping an eye on that. I I thought for a second you might get it. Yeah. I thought they might just take a knee, take it's a big old fun. knee. That's what I found out. If you put a score prediction in for the other team, it's not fun to be correct. It doesn't give you any, for me, it doesn't give me any sense of euphoria. It still sucked. No. To lose by double digits? Yeah, it sucked. Yeah. It sucked. Um, okay, so uh, we're going to get into this. You I guess know, you're the here. doctor today. That's <laughs> that's what it's yeah. starting to shape up you know, as. Sometimes we play um, Washington therapist, and, uh, you know, I've been uh, taking some psychology classes. It's a fun little game we play. Good. Uh, I think we might have to play that today. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh Nick, welcome in to my office. Uh, how are you doing? Let's get started. What uh, what's going on today? <laughs> I'm just I, here's here's my big thing, Colin. Like number one, why I'm in your office today is I'm just unsure of the end of these these games. Like I feel like I put myself out there. I give myself three and a half quarters, and then then when it comes to the end, you know, the big moment at the end of the night, nothing. Where, where are we? Why are we not doing anything? Just a couple run plays, well, uh, take a knee. Yeah, let me let me ask you this because uh, this is something I touched on last week when we played the Cardinals and we lost. I know we're behind. I know that the odds are completely against us, but I got to agree with the announcer here today. Uh, I don't know if you had the volume up, but my philosophy is you don't leave timeouts on the field when you're losing. I don't understand that. I don't get it. I don't get why we throw in the towel. Why are we throwing in the towel? Why are we putting up the white flag? We're just calling it quits. We don't believe in ourselves, it seems. It's a strange message. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm a big Ron fan. I like the way he's leading the team. But that's one thing I got to strongly disagree with. I don't understand why you leave those timeouts, and uh, just let the other team run out the clock. It, it's very confusing to me. I want to play all the way to the end. Uh, that drives me nuts. I think can't we at least use the crunch time for some valuable teaching moments? I mean, there's a certain energy and drive that happens in crunch time, right? LeBron called it closing time, um, mm -hmm. where you have to win the game. And I, you know, most more than not, we're behind double digits. We're not going to win the game, but... No. The young guys need to have that experience out there, you know, and and to just fold it in because of injury. Um, it's just tough. It's a tough pill to swallow because there's such a rah-rah mentality, you know, for the rest of the game. And then at the end, it's like, no, 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 just kidding. Nah, we're good. Right. Uh, to me, it creates a, f a, f a feeling. 
it's a morality issue, <laughs> really. You know, I don't want the team to start giving up with five minutes to go because they're used to it. They're, they're thinking, ah, we, we have no chance. We're not going to even call a timeout. This game's over. Injuries are not, you know, when you're behind... I want to see you continue to fight till the end. That's the mentality I want the team to have. I want the team to have the mentality that this game is not over until the fat lady sings. Play through. Play through the whistle. Uh, I don't get that. Uh, it, it really bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the fat lady was singing, uh, on, you know, um, way too early. Uh, f- five minutes earlier than, than they should have been. Um I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't don't quite understand it. I mean, you want to talk about the morale bumps that we had in the road today. Colin, which one? There was a couple of, you know, really, really shots to the nuts. Um, this game, uh, injuries, turnovers. Which one was the biggest one for you today? We talked about this podcast, especially the post game, was going to be a little more raw, and a little more right after the fact. Um, which one hurt the most? What? which bump hurt the most (laughs) like which roller coaster bump yeah it was like a you know in virginia king's dominion you know it was like uh the anaconda it was a long slow winding roller coaster you know i love that ride there's some real good thrills but damn your neck will hurt by the end of it those corkscrews are a bitch uh yeah there were there were some real bumps out there I mean, look, I, th- I think the the worst bump in it was that third pick by Haskins. Mm. Okay? You just scored twice, and then you gave up a pretty quick touchdown to the Browns. Yeah. But you were in this game fourth quarter. Okay? You had gained some momentum. Haskins had settled down. He had made some nice completions, a great touchdown pass to Inman, his second of the day. Um, we'll talk about him. He was a real positive in this game, but, uh, man, it was that third interception for me. He just stared down his receiver. Yeah. Like this. Yeah. You know, um, it was like watching the jungle book, you know, when the snake's eyes just like (laughs) fixate on its prey and just hypnotize. He couldn't look away from, from his targets today. He had a very difficult time. Uh, going through progressions. There were a few times where I did see him go through, uh, including that touchdown pass to Inman. Uh, that was really nice, uh, especially in the red zone on third and long. That was a tough play. Uh, it was a great play by Haskins, but for the majority of the game, he was laser-focused on one target, and he wasn't reading the coverages. And his picks were really ugly. It's not like the corners made great plays. And let's not forget, the Cleveland Browns had injuries today in the secondary that we should have taken big advantage of. Uh, there were there were injuries there, and the corners didn't have to make great plays. So, you know, it was that third pick that was most disheartening because you had a chance to win the game, and... You just gave it right back to him. Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds to me like it was a culmination. When when I heard you describe that, it sounded like it was a buildup of frustration that really crescendoed at that, that, third, that third interception. 
for me, it was the fumble. My crescendo kept going till the uh, the fumble, which I, I can't put it all on him. But it was just like, oh, my God, you know? That was the kind of day it was today. Yeah, tough matchup for Jerron Christian. Um, We're going to say that every week, though, regardless of who he's going up. Tough matchup <laughs> for Unless if it's Miles Garrett or, you know, whoever it is. It's going to be a tough matchup. Uh, overall, you know, the offensive line, I want to ask you thus far through the season, it was a huge weakness going into the schedule. How are you feeling about the O-line right now? Not good. Not good. Yeah. Um, but it's it's hard. It, once again, it's it's kind of hard to discern. You know, if you, if you listen to the Cooley breakdown or you look out there, um, you know, the, the, the pockets aren't the best. I mean, Miles Garrett, he had a monster game today. Um Jerron Christian, I thought, looked pretty bad, but it's 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 hard for me to discern what kind of the problem is. Um, I will say this, you know, Morgan Moses, he's usually on my shit list uh, most of the time on this podcast, but uh, you know, he 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 will. I, he's at least off there for now. You won't hear a peep out of me. Um, it, it at least felt like some stability on that O line. Yeah, I I gotta say I can't be too mad at the O line. I feel like Haskins. Has adequate time for the most part. Can you be mad at Jerron yeah. Christian though? Uh, I'm not too mad at him today. Miles um, Garrett is uh, <laughs> he's a freak. You know, he yeah. he's a great pass rusher. Yeah. Um, I'm just not gonna get too sore with him today. Mm. Uh, he got beat, yes, but overall, I didn't feel like. Haskins had no time to throw all day. Right. I feel like he had time. And I feel like the backs had room to wiggle. Uh, I feel like they did enough. Okay. And the defense, while they didn't play a great game, I'm not terribly upset with them because, damn, I mean, you're going to give them. What was the average field position that the Browns had? You're giving them short field after short field, yeah. and it just makes it really hard on the defense. Do they have a great game? No, but not by any means, especially defending the run in Nick Chubb and Hunt. But, you know, you give them short fields with all those turnovers, it's it's going to be tough sledding. Things started to unravel when the injuries along the D-line started to quickly it quickly piled up you know felt like we were playing kyler murray again it was it was real slow and then it's two two players right there matt ionitis and chase young um out not good not not good i felt like that's where the tide changed because i felt like that's where nick chubb started to really kind of get dominant i mean those cutbacks the announcing crew was interesting watching that telecast because the announcer guy um, really kind of talked <laughs> through and predicted some of the plays that would happen against this Washington football team. And one of them was the cutback lanes that were obviously there. And he showed you on replay on the telecast. And then to see Nick Chubb take advantage of it the second time, it's like, geez. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I thought they did a really nice job, the announcing crew today. Yeah. <laughs> Um, some of these games that we watch are painful to listen to. Yeah. I thought they did a they did a nice job. Oh, I, I got a uh, question yeah. though. Okay. The guy said, "This is the announcer." He said that yeah. it's not what you usually expect from two guys with six years of experience, and he was talking mm-hmm. about Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a math expert, 
but six years of Terry McLaurin and and Dwayne Haskins, I don't think so, <laughs> right? Did they play high school ball together? Uh, I think what he meant by that is that if they were together, yeah, for, for that long, was it a mistake or, or did he mean like if they had been together – the way I interpreted it was if they had been together for six years, they would be that good. But it doesn't make much sense because they did play together at Ohio State. <laughs> but Haskins only played one year, right, yeah. as the no. starter? No, he implied that they had played together for six years. And, okay. uh, and I... Yeah, that's that's news to me because I'm counting three, right? Yeah. This is the third year? Yeah. I think he lumped college into four years. And then he said second year is a pro. Yeah. Yeah. It must be. Some short but, math. But no. Quick yeah. hand. Um, you, know, you know, everyone screws up here and there. Um, regardless, yeah, they were not in sync. Uh, Haskins definitely missed McLaren in the end zone. Uh, he did come back with the throw to Inman in the next play. But, um,. I mean, the big story of the game, Nick, is is Dwayne Haskins, you know. It's unfortunate that we kind of talked about him in the pregame show. Um, not in the most positive of terms. We weren't too hyped about him. Um, you guys aren't really fans. Yeah. Are you shitting me? You're going to come on here? Haters going to hate. Haters going to yeah. hate. You can't hate Dwayne Haskins. I love him. Well, that was the tough thing is I, I was really rooting for him this game. And when he threw that first touchdown pass, I, I really felt so yes. genuinely happy for Dwayne. <laughs> 7 of 10, it, it was a great drive, capped off by a really nice route by Inman and just a, a fantastic strike from Haskins. And you just like, all right, this is great. This is just what we want. He's really clicking here. Mm-hmm. He seems to be in a groove. He did almost throw um, a pick, but uh, Mr. Wright there. There we go. Yeah, Isaiah Wright. Let's stop the podcast wherever you are. Isaiah Wright, number 83. My goodness. Um, What a hit. Can we please start him at safety in place of Troy Apke? Can we get that petition going? Because, damn, he can lay the wood uh, better than I've seen Troy Apke hit anybody has he hit anyone god i know he made a few tackles but jeez i will it's say it's painful watching him today amke yeah once again kind of rough i mean he definitely played more of the safety valve where they gave up like 40 yards as opposed to touchdowns but i did hear on the broadcast an apke with a touchdown saving tackle and yeah thank yeah. god i was sitting down but uh <laughs> that that was yeah. that did happen. That was real today. It was real. It was real. But uh, I don't think it lasted too long. No, it didn't. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, all in favor for um, Isaiah Wright taking over Troy Apke's place? Please let us know. <laughs> um, damn. Yeah. Uh, so look, I mean, Haskins got off to a really nice start, and and then it just became, you know, he he just became very inaccurate. Just um, was staring down his receivers all game. That first pick was really ugly. Yeah. The second pick was ugly. The third pick was ugly. 
it, it wasn't great plays by the corners. You know, I, I don't know how many times I can say it. It was just, it was really frustrating, and, and I was rooting for Dwayne really hard. So when he came back in the second half and we, we strung together a couple scores, it was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, he's going to go through some growing pains, but this is great to watch him come back. And I think that's why the, the third pick was, was so painful to me, Nick. I just went right back to it, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I know you were on social media on the Twitter side of things, and, you know, I, I was monitoring things on IG and conversing with some fans. People are turning on Haskins. They Look, are turning on him quickly. It's just that he came into this season with this kind of invincibility bubble that you couldn't criticize him. You know, he was he was the accepted, you know, future of the franchise, and he was going to be the savior and all this sort of stuff. He was wearing the number seven. You know, you, you can't talk bad about somebody like Dwayne Haskins. Um, he's inexperienced. You know, like all these kind of things compounded on top of it where you couldn't criticize whether he had a good game or a bad game. And that kind of was evident in week two, and, you know, it kind of fell apart at the seams a little bit for week three. Um, I thought they scripted the first, you know, beginning of the game very well. It was exciting. It was exciting to see some efficiency happen with that offense. He definitely does benefit from some of that, uh, you know, hurry up. That's that's obviously something good for him and, and, and needs to be mm-hmm. implemented going forward. But the inaccuracies, yeah. my goodness, and you're right, those those interceptions that today, they 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 weren't outstanding defensive plays. They they were stuff that, you know, maybe you or I could make on a good day back in back in the twenties in the sandlot. The twenties. Uh, <laughs> you know, back when we were alive in the nineteen twenties. Um, didn't it just turn uh twenty <laughs> twenty? Um I I did have yeah. this kind of pop up a little bit. In our twenties. Um, I got you. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about this. You know, yeah. um, on the defensive side, I've started to develop a little bit of more of a critical eye when watching number 26, Landon Collins. And there was starting to be some murmurs and ripples in the Twitter world about him. Um, you know, what was your kind of feel on the pulse and what were your thoughts? Uh, he, he gets a lot of money and he makes some misses. Yeah. Yeah, I think he does get a lot of money for his performance. You know, I mean, he was highly, highly touted, you know, coming out of college. He, um, you know, for for a while with the Giants, it looked like they had a top-tier dog at safety, you know. And there's a reason that they, they weren't too concerned, I think, with keeping him there. I think they saw some breakdowns in his game. And... For the amount of money we paid, uh, I gotta say, yeah, I'm not blown away by Landon Collins' play at all. You know, he's got a tall task back in that secondary. With Troy Atkey, yeah. You know, yeah, it's like playing babysitter, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I gotta agree with you. I, I'm not too impressed by him. It, yeah, it, I don't know. It, it was just frustrating to see us give up 17 points in that fourth quarter. It was a real breakdown. And look, there's a lot of depth on that defensive line. So I'm not going to say, hey, well, Chase and Matt were out. You know, that's, that's why we got ran over. 
I, I don't think that's an excuse. You got too many guys down there. You got Jonathan Allen, you know, you got Deron Payne, you got Tim Settle, Kerrigan, Montez Sweat. Big props to Montez Sweat. Great game from Montez yeah. Sweat. Boy, he looked fast chasing Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he did. Really impressed by him. Um, he seems to have progressed. So you know what? There, there's enough talent on that defensive line not to get ran over. Yeah. And the Browns ran 37 times, and they had their way in the fourth quarter. So uh, I don't know if it's conditioning or what, but you know the second level has got to help out. The linebackers and the safeties. You know, Troy Apke, <laughs> I, I don't know how many times we can say his name. Like, <laughs> you know, Landon Collins can't come up and make all the plays at safety. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. Um, it's also tough yeah, in that linebacker uh, core, though. You know, other than Kevin Pierre-Lewis, n- mm-hmm. nobody really sticks out to me when I'm watching the game. Um, at least last year, you know, I mean, I guess John Bostick, he, he did have some good plays. He had some um, yeah, I'll he give, did. I'll yeah. give props to him for that. But kind of last yeah. year, I guess just because Cole Holcomb was so fast, I, I felt like I saw Cole Holcomb everywhere last year. And this year, I just don't quite see that that linebacker presence um, as much. No. And uh, yeah, if it's not the D-line making plays and it's not Landon Collins, it's not good news for the Washington football team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, uh, you know, the secondary I don't know. If we would have said before the game, hey, you know, if the secondary could do as well as they did today, would you be satisfied? You know, I thought it was a challenge for them today going up with OBJ and Hooper and Landry and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you know, they they did okay. They they didn't do great, but they, they didn't give up any busted plays. They did all right. They kept things in front of them for the most part. Yeah. But you just got ran over, man. You just got ran over, and you got put in a terrible position by Haskins with all those short fields. Yeah. Um, uh, Mr. Spence here says uh, the Browns need to be better. Haskins won the game for Cleveland. Um, yeah, it's hard to argue, you know. <laughs> it's it's hard to argue that Haskins put him in, in fine position. But uh, to the Browns' credit, that run game is strong. It is very strong. Well, and see where where is the distinction? Because where is the line between Dwayne Haskins and growing pains, and Haskins losing games? Right? Because I I agree with the sentiment, right? That 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 he won the game for the Browns. But where do you switch from? Oh, he's developing. He's a young quarterback. To okay, yeah, we've seen enough of this. Yeah. I don't know the uh, answer. I mean, today was yeah. Today was pretty clear to me. You know, where the first two games, you know, you don't have a turnover. It's hard to get super upset at the quarterback. Yeah, he he was somewhat inaccurate, not making a lot of plays downfield. You know, you you could put some blame on Haskins, absolutely. But today, I think the difference is in the turnovers. That's that's really the thing, you know, for me. You, You start turning the ball over, the game completely shifts. And, hey, the Browns scored 21 points off of those three picks. Yeah. Yeah. And they got points off the fumble, too, didn't they? That field goal at the end. They ruined my score prediction? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. I don't know. Um, what did you think of the play calling today, Nick? What did you think of 
Turner's game plan? Was it sufficient for you? Did it do enough? You know, were they running the ball enough, mixing it up? Did you think we had an optimal chance to win from the coaching staff? Hey, I, I love the, the beginning play calling. I, I mean, I know we, we didn't do so well in that first drive, but um, I, I liked the up-tempo stuff. I liked to see some more of that misdirection. Um, Antonio Golden-Gandy, nice to see him actually out on the field. Wish he didn't get so thumped by Carl Joseph oh, on that shit. end around. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, he looked fast. The Gandy Golden. Willy Wonka. <laughs> He, uh, he looked he like looked I was really playing Rocket quick. League, man. Yeah. Oh, pinball. He got crushed. Yeah. Yeah, he, he got smacked. Um, uh, it was good to see him out there. Yeah. Yeah, there were some wrinkles on those little end arounds. Uh, that reverse, I, I kind of wish it was to the far side of the field instead of the short side. Yeah. Always a little weird on those reverses uh, as you don't have as much room. But th- there, were some, there were some cool little wrinkles. I, I thought the tempo was nice. Yeah, I can't be too mad at the play calling overall. Um, what do you think of the run game? I know you're always critical of that. Um, I, yeah. I thought that the balance at least was there, not that the production always got you know, what you wanted. but Yeah. Uh, th- there were a couple situations, third and two, where I, I thought the offensive line was actually creating some leverage and uh, creating some holes. And... I wish they would have ran in some some of those situations. There are a few situations here and there that I just I just didn't have the faith in Haskins, and I'd rather just run it up the gut a couple times and see what you got. Yeah. Third and fourth down, you know, third and short, fourth and short. Um, you know, I thought they got a little bit cute here and there, and you know, Haskins took a bad sack on on one of those third and twos. Um, was that the shirt pull? So, yeah. Is that what that's going on? I think that was a different one, okay. but um, yeah. What yeah, the hell's up with the shirt just... tails? It's, it's bothering <laughs> yeah. me. I, I've never seen it happen so much. Everybody's getting pulled down yeah. there by the shirt now. Yeah, I don't know if it's a, an equipment issue or what. It is strange. Yeah, I gotta say, I've never really seen it happen. So get many a Zeke cut. Get it. Get it cut at the navel. If I gotta see every football player's belly button, oh well. Because we would have converted that third down. That would have been a first down. Oh. We would have been marching down the field. Oh, you want to go back to like the '90s with Cordell Stewart and uh, <laughs> yeah, the cutoffs, <laughs> Michael Westbrook. I don't know why I'm naming Colorado football players. That's just the image that comes to mind with cutoffs. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I'm not mad at the coaching in terms of play calling this game. I think they gave him a shot. They they gave him a shot to win, and you know you, you can't say they don't give Haskins enough chances. Yeah, they sure let him sling it. So he had optimal opportunities to uh, to make the Browns pay, and you know they just didn't execute. I thought Terry McLaurin, I thought they really tried to get him the ball, uh, and he, you know, did what Terry does, which for me is really kind of solidified. I came in with some questions, right? How is he going to handle being the number one wide receiver? Um, I mean, he's the only uh, receiver out there on the field, so he's okay being number one, two, and three with uh, Isaiah Wright playing, you know, strong safety on offense. 
I think we've got a real possible <laughs> chance here. With COVID, anything's possible, Colin. Super Bowl! Yeah, I know, right? Uh, my dad texted me during the game after this, uh, after we took the lead, and he was like, playoffs? <laughs> he was kidding, um, yeah. if you know my father. But, uh, yeah, uh, let's let's touch on that for a bit, right? You need help. Uh, I saw some posts from some other uh, Washington mm, social media pages um, saying they really liked what Terry was doing, but he needs help. He needs some talent around him. Um, I got to say, Mr. Inman, he looked good today. He really stepped up. I thought he ran some really clean routes, and he made the most of his opportunities with two touchdowns. Um, I, I was impressed by what he brought to the table, uh, even a little shiftiness um, on, I think, a third and short. Um, yeah, he, he, he looked good. He was couldn't ask more for him today. You know, he stepped up. He did. I, I The reason I give you this forlorn face is... <laughs> The way they were holding his wrist when he was leaving the field, my my God, I don't know if you saw, but there was one little cutaway. It was only a mm. couple seconds, but they had no, the trainer with him. You know, looked like he was no. holding a ruler almost under his wrist, uh, but it was just dangling there. I don't know. Whenever a grown man is holding the other grown man's wrist, it can't be yeah. good. Can you play with a broken wrist? That's my next question. Because I thought Dontrell... <laughs> Inman provided a nice spark, two touchdowns on the game, but I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Yeah, I, I missed that. I did not see that. Yeah. It makes my voice just crack <laughs> at the thought of it. Just takes me uh, back to puberty. I'm so disappointed with that news. You know, doing these podcasts with you, my throat gets it just gets so dry. You know, I'm just so emotionally spent with these <laughs> these talks well, uh i did not see that i didn't see the wrist break um i can't imagine playing wide receiver <clears throat> in this league yeah. with a sprained wrist or w whatever it is so that's a, that's unfortunate yeah sorry man <sighs> just the harbinger of bad news um it's just because i broke my wrist and when I saw him, I think he made the catcher. He was blocking. I can't remember the play, but I remember the way he was sitting down on the field and the way that he was kind of cradling his wrist next to his groin. Um, that happened to me in soccer. It's just kind of this like fatal position where you just bring your <laughs> damaged body part as close into your body as possible. Um, and I was like, I must put this injury near my <laughs> groin because <laughs> I gotta protect something everything's breaking down around me my manhood so, uh, we'll see maybe yeah. it's not maybe I misread the situation uh, I'm not a doctor never claimed to be one um, and never got the call maybe. back on that audition either so um, maybe that's just how he walks maybe true. he just has a little flair hold my left um, wrist I'm leaving the stadium <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> I had two touchdowns today. This is... Oh. Oh. Man, the Browns. Yeah. We lost uh, to the Browns. Yeah, yeah. We we did lo lose to the Browns. We gave the Browns, the Browns a look win. Great. That's what I think we did. Yeah, yeah. 
that's the most frustrating part. Yeah. You had a chance and you you really made it easy for Cleveland. You made it really easy. Uh, I would love to know the average field position that Cleveland had in this game. It, it's got to be close to midfield. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It was it was really frustrating. Hmm. Uh, let's take uh, let's take a minute, play a little game, if you will. Okay. Okay, I'm in. Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> he threw 37 times today. How many completions do you think he had? Um, I'm gonna go with uh, probably 50 percent. I'm gonna say he had 19. Not bad. Pretty close. 21. Okay. 21 to 37. It seems like he made um, one and missed one every, every time, you know? Two-yard completion and a miss. Four-yard completion yeah. and a miss. Yeah. Two, 224 for Haskins, two TDs, three picks. How many sacks do you think he took? Oof. I, man, I really have no... Uh, somewhere in the middle, let's say three. <clears throat> yeah. Nice. You did it. Nailed it. Excellent. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, who was our leading rusher today? Uh, J.D. McKissick, I would vote. Wrong. Damn. It was Antonio Gibson mm. with nine carries, 49 yards. Wow. Although I, I will say to you, um, McKissick, five carries, 15 yards only, but he did look pretty good out there. Yeah. Uh, he made some catches. He made three catches for almost 40 yards. Okay, so, okay. Uh, you might have been thinking that. I liked McKissick. He looked today. shifty, didn't he? Yes, he did. I, I was really pleasantly surprised, <laughs> you know. I had a sore spot when we got McKissick because I knew that meant Chris mm-hmm. Thompson wasn't probably going to be on yeah. the team anymore. But um, right. I, I thought he, he was shifty. I, I thought he was shiftier than Antonio Gibson looked today. But um, obviously I was incorrect. Yeah, uh, Gibson, another really good day in terms of Average yards per carry, 5.4 yards. You know, That's a good. touchdown. Um, he did a he did a pretty good job out there. Uh, we rushed the ball how many times? Hmm. Well, okay, you told me um, Haskins threw for 38. I'm going to say mm-hmm. we probably ran for 25. Very good guess. 22 carries <sighs> on the day. 103 yards, 4.7 average. So, I mean, this this kind of brings me to a point, you know, we're running the ball well. And I think some of that is because of the balanced play calling, right? Teams don't quite know what to prepare for. Um, so there is nice balance. But uh, I got to say, with the way Haskins is playing, I would say let's just try to depend on that run game a little more. These averages are good. Let's Let's keep it rolling. Let's just... I'd rather see them run on some of these third and shorts and see what happens, you know. Maybe take the ball out of Haskins' hands in, in some of these situations. Uh, if he's going right. to throw three interceptions, um, you know, <laughs> yeah. 3.5 yeah. if we don't count the Isaiah Wright tackle, uh, yeah, we're going to be running the ball quite a bit. Yeah, um, I will say. All right, uh, let's switch it over to team stats. Real quick, um, total plays were equal. Browns and Washington each had 62 plays. How many yards did the Browns have and how many did Washington have? 
right? Felt like the the Washington had uh, I don't know two 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 fifty two seventy. I mean the Browns didn't. I felt the Browns had probably had less because of that good field position you talked about. I'm gonna say only like two hundred yards for the Browns. Yeah, um, not not bad guesses at all. Three hundred Browns, three hundred for the Browns, three hundred nine for Washington. So you you were correct in the fact that we had more total yards than Cleveland, mm-hmm. but you know the short fields were were brutal. I'm surprised uh, that the an... plays were the same. I really felt like that Cleveland yeah. offense was on the field so much today. Um, yeah, I mean, in the fourth quarter, for sure, right? It just was total domination. I mean, here's the thing. Cleveland, they only passed for a buck 42. Wow. That That's what I mean by I can't be too mad at our secondary. Yeah. You know, you give up 142 yards, but, uh, I, I mean, Nick Chubb, you know, he just destroyed us in that fourth quarter. Kendall Fuller was active today. Um, exciting yeah. first game playing for the Washington football team. Did you, you know, not not putting on your super coach goggles or something, but did you notice yeah. his presence on the field? Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I did notice it. I can only think of Austin Hooper catching one ball against him. I can't think of any other receptions made against him. So while it did seem to be a quiet day for him, I think that's good. I think that's a good thing. I can't ever remember thinking, damn it, another another snag made against Fuller. I didn't hear his name called very much, but uh, when you're a corner, that's that's a pretty good sign. So it did seem to make a difference in the secondary. Happy to have him back for sure. Need him. Yeah. Need him. Okay. I mean, yeah. you got anything else? Who do we have next? I don't even know who we're playing. I, I was so hyped uh, for this Cleveland game. I, 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 it was something different yeah. about this game because I felt like you were really going to find out which team you were. Were you the team that beat the Eagles or were you the team that got shellacked by Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals? Um, I don't know if I got any answers today. But I'm more inclined to feel like the Arizona game. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to give up that kind of yardage in the run game, you know, I mean, come on. You, you have no control. Yeah. And that is most pronounced in the fourth quarter. Hmm. You know, if you can't control the line of scrimmage in the fourth quarter, and I get it. Losing Matt on the inside, it's big. Using Chase. Losing Chase on the outside, huge. But, damn, there's too much talent on the defensive line to be giving up that kind of yardage. And here's another thing, too. I'm sure they were butt-tired because we kept giving them the ball every 10 seconds. It doesn't help your guys out when you're turning it over like that. So, you know, that's something to think about. Uh, Another reason, Nick, why you probably put this game on the forefront uh, besides the fact that it was the game we were playing today, it's because next week we got to go up against the Baltimore Ravens Ugh. against Lamar Jackson. Mm. Ugh, God, I do. I don't want to watch that game. I am not looking forward to that game. Yeah. I want to watch the Chiefs Ravens game. That's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be so fun. I have no stake, but to play against Lamar, yeah, your face says it all. Yeah. 
Um, look, I'm I'm zero and two. <laughs> I'm gonna terrifying. be zero and three in my fantasy. Lamar Jackson is my quarterback. He's a must start next week. Now, now with this knowledge, I'm feeling like I'm gonna get my first fantasy W next week. <laughs> um, Washington, we get people paid. Oh, he gonna roll up the points. <laughs> he gonna roll them up. Uh, if you think Kyler Murray's twitchy, um, <laughs> Jesus. H. Uh, All right. Well, let's Lord, let's we... save that for the midweek podcast. We'll put it out there yeah. Thursday morning, oh, where we preview the Baltimore Ravens game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not going to be the funnest day. Yeah. Uh man. I yeah. I I just got to say, I was really hoping for a W today. You know, you want to keep football as interesting for as long as possible. It was it was kind of fun waking up today. Yeah. You know? I I set my alarm here on the West Coast. I get jazzed in the morning, you know? I'm up and excited to make some coffee and get on the social media and turn on the game and uh I just don't want that to slip away. <laughs> it just feels like it's coming. Winter is coming. Well, and, and for any new viewers out there, Colin is also a Florida State fan, and it's looking like another rough season for you in the college football front, too. Really, Nick? Really? I, I thought you were my friend. Hit, hit them when they're low and hit them when they're high, you know? <laughs> Jeez. Shot to my nuts. I couldn't believe the score, yeah. Colin. I couldn't believe the yeah. score of that game. No, no. Yeah. Most points that the Nulls have ever given up to the Hurricanes in school history mm. so yeah mm. how the mighty have fallen well, uh, alright guys thanks so much for tuning in on this loss um, I hope that we found some positives and that we kind of got inside your brain and you know cleaned it out a little bit so you can go on with the rest of your Sunday afternoon and not mope around feeling like dog crap uh, <laughs> thank you so much we appreciate you um, please be sure to tune in to our podcast throughout the week. What you got there, Nick? What is that? That was the best part. Best part of the game. We got some dumplings. Mm-hmm. That's right. Pork, cabbage, and leek dumplings. Great. Speaking of dog crap, you know. What is that? What is that? <laughs> it's delicious. It's great. This is the package. We ate them. It, it's wow. Yeah, I don't see a speck of dust in there. Mm-mm. Eight servings. <laughs> Bullshit. I'll eat it in one. <laughs> you getting that in in Chinatown? Uh, I got a I got a got a mart I go to. Fantastic. Yeah. Get your dumplings, live eel. All in one wow. place. What does it taste like? Uh, the live eel. It's very chewy. I I'd imagine. Uh, no. They don't they don't do do they season it? They just throw it paprika? at you. Yeah. They say, have you paid? I said, yeah, I paid. It's very wow. cool. Yeah. Yeah. What does that stuff taste like? Uh, the dumplings, they're great. Man, I got to tell you, if you have an Asian mart, you go to the frozen section, they have all sorts of dumplings and gyoza and mandu and dim sum, all these wonderful things that you can heat up either on the stovetop or in the oven. Um, I have found yeah. that it's a fantastic kind of football noshing place. You are going to maybe have to have somebody wonderful that will cook it for you during halftime. 
shout out to my wife Kira hey. for that. Um, but it was great. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I got one uh, called Seafood City. Uh, I always enjoy the shrimp chips. I'm a fan of the seafood chips. You ever try those out? Wow. I have had Prong Old chips. Bay chips. I don't uh-huh. think I've yeah, had I shrimp like chips. Yeah. I assume wow. they're hey, pink. I'm sure they got them. Uh, they can be. Okay. They can be. How many? Sometimes did, not. You've had a lot of shrimp chips? Yeah. yeah. It's fun yeah. to say. Shrimp chip. Yeah, I have a few shrimp shrimp chips. Shrimp chip. Shrimp chip chips. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. It's caught in the jaw. All right, guys. We're just, uh, you know, we're just rolling here. Um, <laughs> trying to distract ourselves from the misery. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, for Colin Shoot here in L.A., Nick Webster in New York. Be sure to tune in next week and um, look out for our contest that we do an hour before kickoff every week, our score prediction contest. We're doing a $100 giveaway. It's free to enter. Uh, did anyone win today that you know of? No, no. I, I will closest, tell you probably, it yeah. was 98% Washington win. Um, yeah. So uh, it was yeah. an easy one to calculate. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Appreciate you. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we'll talk to you real soon. All right. All right. Bye. Distracting. Distracting from the Ravens game. Yeah. That, uh, that's a good, um, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs>